Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did 1986's Aliens. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Well, not a lot. But um, someone has been looking through my bedroom window. What? During the night. And it, when we identified what it was, it was an owl. Two owls. Oh. <laughs> I was like, looking oh my through God. my window. In my window, I got genuinely terrified for you. Then oh, I was no. like, "Oh my god, who is that?" No, no one's been looking. No person's been looking. Two owls. Oh, that's on right. a telegraph pole looking in. Well, from all the owl cushions yeah. in my house, you know I love owls. An owl. oh. So tonight I'm going to keep an eye out and see if I can spy them. Yeah, see what they mm. are. What kind of owl? What kind of owl could it be? But the problem yeah. is, when it's dark, how can I, as a non-bird watcher, identify anything? Yeah. So, but I know that they're owls because of their shape. Yeah, big eyes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love an owl. I like an owl. They're great. Yeah. What have I don't know a lot about owls. No, me neither. I just like them. I like most birds, apart from seagulls. Seagulls. I hate a seagull. They're Irrational fear. Incredibly of destructive. They go in people's bins and spread all the rubbish up and down the streets. It's awful. The, the seagulls. Scary. Sky rats. 
Some people call them the rats of the sky. Yeah. They are, but massive. I don't usually call them that, but some people do call they're them that. They're just unnervingly large. I don't know why they're so large. They don't need to be that big. Oh, no. What have I done? Not a lot. I'm adjusting to uh, full-time working. Yeah, well. And realising that I have four episodes to edit this weekend because I haven't done any for ages. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I apologise profusely. Yeah, I think the we'll hard part about working full-time is not working full-time, it's commuting. Yeah, that's, that's like what's taking my time up, yeah, really. But yeah. It's the commute. It's worth it. I, I like it. It's good. Well, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I say in all that crazy fun, in Finding the Time, we watched Aliens, directed by James Cameron, which I didn't realise. It scored an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, and the synopsis is 57 years after surviving the alien attack, Ripley awakens from a hypersleep to fight off more aliens. Alien stompers at the ready. I've written a haiku. Excellent. Alien stomper. Ripley fights to kill the queen. Save the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love I love the uh, the opening to this with the uh, T- TXH uh, quality like surround Oh, it sound. looks like it's the start of some sort of biblical you know, prophecy, but it's just... That stomper. noise. Yeah, that- yeah. yeah, that noise is from When a Stranger Calls. It's a film called When a Stranger oh. Calls, but like, it's part of the soundtrack in that. Oh. Because I watched it a while ago and I was like, that's that noise that they is just made. They used a sample. Yeah, Ooh. crazy. So we get the credits and it's kind of black and then we get these sort of blue credits of aliens and we're in space. And we see Ellen Ripley. She survived the last film and she's in hypersleep. And she's travelling from this tiny little spaceship to, like, a massive spaceship. And then we see her, basically her sort of spaceship with just her in it. And somebody's opening the door with, like, a plasma cutter or something. Mm. And then there's, like, a... Scanner thing. It's like a scanner thing. It's, like, all futuristic scannery Sort of like a huge drone. They never never predicted that we would make things smaller. No. No. Not at all. (laughs) So then some... Some people enter and they see that there's kind of ice all over these tubes and stuff, which obviously, because it's been in space, it's cold and all that kind of stuff. And they wipe off and it's Ellen. And Jonesy. Yeah. The MVP. Cat is fine. That cat is amazing. I love that cat. Survive anything. Yeah. So it cuts to Ripley being checked over and a man, I think it's Burke, isn't it, brings a cat. And then she's like, oh, you little asshole, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> you stupid cat. I was like, that cat ain't stupid. It survived the that last film. That cat is a genius. And in that this film, very it's clever. staying at home, which is the genius move in yeah, this film. That cat Ripley survived. should have stayed at home with the cat. Absolutely should yeah. have done. And they're sort of saying like, oh, you know, you, you've pro- you're probably still having a bit of effects from the hypersleep because you're not meant to be asleep that long and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, where am I? How long have I been hi- in hypersleep? What is happening kind of thing? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's been 57 years. And she's like, what? Yeah, um, and 57. then she's like, she's like, oh, okay. And then they're like, yeah, uh, you're lucky. A salvage team found you actually, because you probably would have died out there, to be yeah. honest. What does he call? Does he call a kiddo? You're lucky to be alive, kiddo. And I was like, she's 57 years she's at least. Your senior. Yeah. Stop calling a kiddo. She's got to be about. It's to say she's 30 when she goes. She's technically like she's 87, like 87 years, old. years old. I wouldn't want anyone other yeah. than an 87-year-old lady who's like, a cat owner defending me. Do not call me kiddo. And she, we, we sort of cut to her saying, 
like, oh, I don't feel well, oh, I don't feel well, and then she, like, throws water and she's, like, screaming in pain mm. and stuff, and then basically an alien starts popping out of her. But then we realise it's a dream. And she wakes up. And then I think one of the nurses is like, oh, you're having that nightmare again. Do you want some tablets to help you sleep? And she's like, no, I've slept enough, thank you. I've slept for 57 years. I don't need any more. I always like a nurse in a film. They're (laughs) always really nice, aren't they? Always the nicest people in the film is the nurse who wakes someone up. I know, right? So she uh, she goes for a cat cuddle because like she's terrified and she's like it's okay it's all right the cat does not care doesn't the cat care. has lived not through this bad. and doesn't yeah. have PTSD so cat is absolutely fine yeah. but she's like it's all right Jonesy it'll be fine it'll be fine and then it uh, it cuts to her having a meeting with these sort of salvage crew people and she's talking about what went down basically in the first film and she is kind of adamant that basically the company she worked for, the the orders, basically destroyed the crew of the Nostromo because they wanted to go catch this thing, mm. which they didn't know about. But they're, they're kind of like, well, there's no evidence of it there. And she's like, well, I blew it out of the bloody the, airlock. T- these people are the worst they're so types blase. of people. They're just like determined that they're right and they don't want to listen to her. Yeah, that's it. She's She's adamant. She's like, I lived through this. It was definitely there. I had to fight with it, you know, and I basically fought for my life. And they're like, well, there's nothing there now. And then she she basically said, like, they, they found this sort of signal that led them to this planet. And basically it had acid for blood. It had, it kind of like, took a human host. Oh, you're hysterical. You're hysterical, aren't and then you? I think he says that Kane saw, load, like, thousands of eggs down there when he was there. He, yeah... Basically, they're, they're like, no, I don't believe you. And she's like, there's something down there. It's it's bad. It You know, it's really, really bad. And they're like, no, no, no. Case closed. You're alive. We're drawing a line under it. We don't believe you. And then they're basically saying this LV-26 that they went to. They're like, oh, yeah, there's people down there. And she's like, you what? And what? then they're like, yeah. They're... She's like, there was nothing there. But now, for about 20 years, there's been people who've colonised it and they're making, like, the air breathable or something. Mm. Um, And there's about, like, 60 or 70 families down there. So she looks really concerned about this. And then it cuts to her brooding with a cigarette. The ash on that cigarette was so long. It was like Wendy's ash in The Shining. Massive. If there's been families down there... How have they not come across it? Have the eggs just been completely dormant or something? Or they didn't reach where the eggs were... Maybe, yeah. I would think they probably didn't disturb them, but then obviously there's come to a time where it has disturbed them and then obviously it's killed off everybody slowly but surely. Then I think the Lieutenant Lieutenant Gorman comes in and and he's like, "Uh, can I have a word with you? And she's like, no, and just slams the door in his face. And then he's like, please, I need to speak to you. We've lost contact with the colony. And then she's like what really and he's like yeah we need your help we need to take you with us and she's like oh no no i'm not doing this and then he's like yeah yeah it'll be fine i'll make sure you're safe it'll all be good and she's like no i'm not a soldier i'm not doing it and they're like no no you just come and advise us because obviously you've been there and you know what you're doing and she's like like, no they they said that she was silly and now they're suddenly Change. saying that they need her desperately there. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, you can advise us. And she's like, I've lived through this once. I'm not doing it again. What are you on about? And then and then they're like, just think about it. 
And then it cuts to her having nightmares. She's clearly got PTSD at this point. Like, she, she's terrified of what she saw. Well, and she's absolutely distraught. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, she plugs in a card on this phone to ring Burke, which was so weird. he gave her a car- his card. It's and like she a video put, phone puts it card. In the, the old style... 80s computer and rings yeah. him with it. It was really weird. It was like a really primitive form of Skype. We've got space travel, but we haven't got LCD screens. No. That's but, the thing with like sci-fi films. Yeah. I feel like they do sort of think about the future, but then the actual technology of the time like really the dates basics them. basics mm-hmm. don't match up. To, they've got space yeah. travel. Yeah. But they haven't got... Internet. Internet. Like, it just shows how unpredictable the future dial. is. Like in 1986, yeah. the thought of having flat screen and it's kind anything, of probably somebody's view of the future just, then yeah. is very different. Jump it's weird, suits. Isn't they it? always wear jumpsuits in the future. Yeah, no one wears jumpsuits. Although jumpsuits jump jump have come back. come back. But it's not true. in your job. I'd love to wear a jumpsuit in my job. Maybe I will yeah. start doing it. Maybe I could try. <laughs> so. She, ring, she rings Burke and she's like, so you're going to destroy whatever's down there, right? And he's like, oh, yes. Yes, yes of, of course, course we are. Wink. Of course. And then she's like, fine, I'm in. And then she's like, Jonesy, you're staying here. And the cat's Best like, decision fuck, ever. fuck for that. Cat I'm wasn't going to come anyway. The cat was having none of it. Isn't our quarters small? Yeah. Like, have you ever um, said at a travel lodge? It was like the size of my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> it's tiny. If you go in a travel lodge bathroom... That's what her quarters look like, but just a bit bigger than a travel lodge bathroom. It's bit that bigger. same sort of weird plastic. Everything's like a plastic encased yeah, unit. Yeah, that's true. She just lives in like a, a travel a unit, a travel a lodge space bathroom. travel lodge. So it comes to a ship going to LV26 again, and they're all in hypersleep, and there's a computer like showing the list of the crew. And they all wake up because they get there, and they're all groggy and tired. And then one of them's like, oh, I don't get paid enough for this business. It's terrible. And then I was like, the colonel guy is an absolute character. He's there mm. with his cigar, like proper colonelling. He's like, yeah, I'm in charge here. And they all get dressed and ready. And then they're kind of a bit sassy towards Ripley. And they're like, who's the new girl? Who's this? Who's and they're like, this? she saw an alien once. And they're all a bit sort of like, ooh, seen yeah. an alien once. And then... The I can't remember what she's called. The female officer who's got Vasquez. short hair, Vasquez. That's was it, Vasquez? And then the one who's doing pull-ups. They're, yeah, they're like, "Oh, have you ever been mistaken for a man?" And then she's like, "I don't know. Have you?" To one of the men, <laughs> and I was like, "You just couldn't get away with dialogue like that now, could you?" Welcome well, to the eighties, because she's got short hair. I even. Yeah. I, I always was, think when I was in school, I had yeah, short hair, and it was always like, "Are you a boy?" No. Clearly I'm not a boy. I'm wearing a skirt. I've just got short hair and a bit of a round face that may or may not look like a boy. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> so it cuts to dinner and problematic conversation. Absolute lad chat. Ugh, it's horrible. Uh, Bishop does this, but does the that like knife thing? Fillet or whatever it's fillet. Fillet it remind, It reminded me of uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Because you get to uh, play that in Red Dead Redemption. I had a go at Red Dead Redemption and I got bored. <laughs> I couldn't do it. He doesn't yeah, miss. it was a bit repetitive, but he, Bishop is a lot better than I was. Yeah, he doesn't miss, but then he does miss a little bit and we see the milky blood. Mm. So then Ripley's like, is he a goddamn android? I'm furious and they're all like, oh, sorry, yeah, we probably should have warned you after your last robot went a bit awry. And then he's kind of like, oh, he was an old model. He was like I'm an a new model. I'm yeah. all right. I am not a psychopath. 
Turns out he was a really genuine guy. Yeah, and yeah. then she's like, get away from me, mm. Bishop, because I don't trust you. So then they have a briefing, and then they're like, a xenomorph may be involved. And then they're like, a xeno what now? And they're like, yes, that's what they're called. I feel like that's the first time they've been referred to mm. as xenomorphs. Don't think they are in the first one. Do you think that the soldiers are, like, for a crack team, woefully... In in like unprepared like they're yeah. they're good at shooting things but they're not prepared but then for it, but then in the, anything that happens but then later on they're like oh have you done and there's like oh I've had simulated battles before and stuff and they're they're all very inexperienced like mm. but I think that's kind of why they send them there because they don't know what if anyone they don't had know what experience of aliens they would refuse that's to it. leave it's all a conspiracy yeah so Ripley's kind of saying. She's doing her sort of consultation role, I guess. And she's like, yeah, I have seen this and there's these little facehugger things. They attach to your face. My officer Kane exploded and an alien came out of him. It's really bad. And Vasquez is like, I'm just going to go down there. Oh, kill some aliens. It's going to be amazing. Wow. But no one's kind of taking it very seriously. I feel like, can they not show them the first film? Yeah, here is the first. They were taken Here are the seriously. events of the first film, yeah. and you will understand. So they're all kind of just getting ready, and and she's sort of like, "Can I help? I feel like a bit of a spare part here. I don't know what I'm doing." And then they're like, "I don't know. Can you? Maybe you can drive that loader." Ha ha ha. So she's like, "All right, okay. I've got a class two license. I'll do it." So she basically does a really good like maneuver of this yeah. robot thing, and it shows a really cool trainers. Oh, the trainers. Oh, the trainers. And then they're like, hmm. And she's like, hmm. where do you want it? And they're like, Bay 12, please. And she's like, okay. And walks it over. And they're getting ready to set off. And they're all kind of fired up. And they're like, yeah, we're going to do some military stuff. It's going to be amazing. So off they go to this planet. And then, yeah, basically we find out that they're not actually very experienced. Like, one of them's like, I've had two combat situations and basically the rest has been a simulation that I've done. So obviously they they don't know what they're in for. Uh, they they kind of land to this this uh, LV twenty six in this little ship and the the ship itself kind of looks it almost looks like a scorpion. I think everything it looks, looks a lot kind like of bug like scorpion. Or, yeah. Yeah. And they, they sort of get out to take a closer look. I noticed there was a bar on that planet. I was like, they've got the priorities right. Bar. And the neon light was still on. The neon light was on. So in the electrics that stayed on. No one went in that bar. They should have gone in and just seen what the ambience was like. I'd have been like, I'm going to have a drink before I start this because I'm not prepared. But everywhere's kind of derelict. They open the doors to get into this facility and I like how the women go in first. That's one thing about this series it's all very strong ladies that yeah are very good they kind of look at the inside of this thing uh, there's all like wires hanging out and it's been it's been ruined and destroyed basically and it's kind of you see all these sort of tubes and stuff which are very very similar to how the alien looks so you, mm. but that's kind of the whole thing because you don't know what is what you don't yeah. know if it's part of the ship or part of the, the alien, alien or whatever so they keep going further and further in, but they can't find anybody, considering there's meant to be, like, 70 families on this station. There's nobody there. It's really weird. I, I noticed they were all wearing camouflage, and I was like, is camouflage a thing of the future? Well, I was like, in if you're in space, mm. 
Would you wear space camo? You, you would need space camo rather than vegetation. You need like galaxy print. Yeah, galaxy yeah. stars and moons and. That's my favourite like Saturn. nail trend is galaxy. Yeah, galaxy print, print camo. Oh, yeah. For space, I'd wear it. Marines. Space marines. Because there's no there's no vegetation anywhere in this film, and yet they're wearing green camo. Should have. That's a good point. Meteor. They should be dressed like pattern. aliens. They yeah. should be dressed in black. Yeah, with with like big heads. Tr- a little bit of translucent sort of. Tooth lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> little little fake little second fake, mouths. Yeah. Little tails. Yeah. They'd have been fine. Blended right in. That's the that's the next one that they should do. That's the cosplay edition. Yeah. So they see that that basically the acid blood has melted through several floors and it's like, acid blood, told you. And they're like, Well, no one's here. The place is secure, it's fine. And she's like, I strongly disagree. This is really odd. And then they come across some alien specimens in jars, so they've mm. obviously found something there. That's what I think they've maybe disturbed them at some point and been like, oh, I found these. Hello, and then it's all this? kind of yeah. escalated from there, like it, obviously like it did in the first one. One of them is alive in the tube and it's trying to like face hug somebody. It's, yeah. like, it's like those fish that clean tanks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, it likes you. Likes you, Burke. It's trying to eat you. And then I think they find some research and basically the guy who they took this off, it was trying to implant some kind of embryo, but it killed the guy when they took it off. Yeah. Because they said, I'm sure they said that about John Hurt. Mm. Because they were like, if we take it off him, I think he might die. It would at least So it was only until it was ready to kind of leave Mm. that it was safe. Somebody knocked something over and they all shit themselves. (laughs) And I shit myself a little bit. And then they kind of see, because they've got these tracker things, they see movements coming towards them, but they don't know what it is. And then something flashes past them, so they all freak out and start blasting. Turns out it's a tiny little girl. It's a little girl. It's a little girl. Look, lucky didn't shoot her. I know, right? And they're like, oh, it's okay, you can come out. Like, she's trying to be nice to her, because obviously she's terrified. And yeah. she's like, it's okay, you can come out. And then, like, one of the military guys it's is like, ah, like, oh, just I grab got her. her. So it goes to grab her and she bites him and runs away which is fair enough so ripley follows her to a little hideout and it's kind of like it's like a room but under a fan yeah so i think nothing can get, nothing, she's, get, she's got like airflow and stuff but stuff nothing can't get, can in. get in through the top because of the vent but then mm. i think they're too big to get into that vent that yeah. she got into yeah it's a good spot it's very clever needs a bit of a clean and <laughs> yeah she's filthy and her hair's all over the place she she's sort of hiding in this hideout, like in the corner, and and Ripley follows it, and uh, she sort of grabs her, and she's like ah, and she's like no, it's fine, it's fine, we're here to look after you. We're... Ripley understands okay. what she's gone through, and she she sort of she's scared, but then she kind of she screams and sort of kicks off, but then she stops when she kind of realizes that she is actually friendly, and then she finds a picture of her, and her name is Rebecca Jordan, which I feel like is a really good pub quiz answer. So. Mm. Then it cuts to them back at the the ship thing, and they're kind of asking her questions, but oh, she won't and that really guy's like, it. "Now concentrate and tell me what happened." It's like she's so, like a she's about eight year old who's clearly been traumatized. Like, oh, this is useless. Well, why don't so you she use your psychology? Yeah, she she sort of she won't talk to this guy, so he walks off, and then Ripley tries, and then she's like, "Do you want some hot chocolate?" So she has this hot chocolate. 
And then she wipes her face and she's like, there's a little girl under there. <laughs> you, that's surprising. And she's like, oh, very pretty. Blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, you don't talk much, do you? And then uh, she's like, you're a really brave kid, um, Rebecca. And then she says, I'm called Newt. No one calls me Rebecca. And then she's like, oh, right, okay. And then she's got this little doll, which is basically oh, the head, of, head a doll. of a doll. And she's like, who's this? And she's like, that's Casey. That's my doll. And then she's like, she's got a brother called Timmy. And she's like, have you got parents? Yes. And then she's kind of like, where, where is everybody? And she's like, everyone's dead. Can everyone's I go now? Dead. She doesn't like mince her words. But I feel does like she? I, I watched a, I watched a thing about it was well, it was a documentary about Woody Allen and oh. about how he may or may not have oh. abused mm. one of his daughters. But they were saying like how children, like how traumatized children speak and basically they they go they'll sort of answer questions for a bit and then they'll be like i don't want to answer anymore Mm. i'm not doing it so she's like no i don't want to answer anymore and then like ripley's like well you know we're we're here to look after you and you know you're safe now and stuff and she's like it won't make a difference because obviously she's seen what's there she's seen things then it cuts to bishop who's having a look at one of the facehugger things so you kind of think "Uh oh not another one And then they're like, do you need anything? He's like, no, no, I'm good. And then he's kind of like, these are really intriguing, like magnificent specimens. Very good. It's very science-y, you know, mm. loving all that kind of stuff. And then they decide, they have a look at, they, they look at this tracker thing and they think there's loads of people in the basement because they can see like dots. Movement. And they're mm. like, we'll go and investigate. So they get loads of guns and they go down into the depths of this place and everything kind of looks... Very Giga-esque and, and oh, sort it's of all industrial, very scaly... infested. In yeah. Don't know what it is. And they're like, don't touch anything. And then... Are they going on touching stuff? I know, don't touch things. No, at least Never touch things. Gloves. Especially when they've got acidic blood. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not know what you're getting yourselves Dumb into? So uh, Ripley realises that they can't actually fire the weapons because basically they're in a giant nuclear reactor and if they fire weapons, everything goes bang and it's mm. really bad. And they're like... Oh, I didn't realise that. I didn't think of that. that. Did you not? You reckon you were supposed to be like professionals. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So they're like, don't fire grenades, don't fire guns. We don't want it to go bang. Use flamethrowers. And then they're sort of wandering through into the depths of the thing and they find a person who's been mummified. And then I was like, I'm sure I've just seen an alien head. I saw one. Yeah, I definitely saw one. But they're so hidden, like. It's like one of those. um, Games, like magic eye pictures. It's like magic eyes, like yeah, it's really weird. But then it turns out there's fuckloads of them in the walls, and they all start like coming down. And uh, then they find there's eggs with face huggers, and it's all very bad. And they find this person who is actually alive, who's like, "Kill me, please, kill me." And then they're like, "We need to save her. She's alive." But then turns out. She's been impregnated with yeah. an alien and the and alien pops, pops out, out of her. And then Oof, Ripley's a like, to go. no! And then, basically, they kill it with fire. But they all start unravelling from the roofs and the ceilings. Yeah. And it's, oh, Can it's we down, like, spiders? Yeah. Um, I think one of I think Gorman gets grabbed. Then it's all going horribly wrong. They're all kind of getting picked off. The other half of the team's basically watching them get picked off from the TVs. She's trying to help, but she can't. And she's basically just watching them she's, get picked yeah, off. And it's this, horrible. The guy in charge, I forget his name, but I think it begins with a G. Guy in Gorman. charge. Yeah, he's yeah. 
being like, oh, well, uh, well, I think you should just leave and, and uh, just... And she's like, I told them. you not to go uh, in there in the first place. He's useless. So they kind of... Some of them some of them managed to get back into the sort of plane and escape away to the, the basing, but then one of the aliens tries to get them at the door. They shoot it and then realise that acid blood and they get covered in acid. Yeah. And she's like, well, I told you. I told you. You weren't listening. I told you thusly. Don't worry, they're just going to shoot them. It'll be fine. They're professionals. Um, they or they get not. into a car, that's it, because then Ripley fully drives away. It's a little bit on fire. There's an alien on the roof, but she manages to, like, knock it off and run it over. Um, and they kind of exit this underground place. And then they're like, you can slow down now. And she's basically like, ah, mm. <laughs> let's leave. And then uh, Newt's kind of hiding in the corner. And they're like, you all right, Newt? And she just thumbs up. Thumbs up. She's cool. She's cool. This she, is daily. Uh, she orange daily Cassidy. Kind of yeah. She orange Cassidy's. She's good. She's thumbs up. So... At this point, there's five of them left because everyone else has got got. But then they realise that the Sarge and Dietrich are still alive, but then they're like, we can't get them. They're cocooned. They're just cocooned. And then I think Burke is like, think of the monetary value if we got one of those beasts. And they're like, really? Are you kidding me right now? Well, why don't you go in and get one, Burke, if you want all the money? You're going to have all the money to yourself and you can just fetch one by yourself. So... She's like, we need to get rid of them. And it's kind of a an argument for or against, like, exterminating these species. Like, they are technically just trying to live their lives, really. And they've come in and started fucking their shit up. Yeah. So I kind of feel yeah, sorry for I them mean, in that way. they're just trying to live their life. However, they, it, they could have a bit yeah. of discourse with each other rather yeah. than using people as egg patches. As egg farms, zones. Yeah. And then uh, it cuts to Ripley and she's like, well, Hicks is actually next in command now, so what are we going to do? And he's like, I think we should evacuate and nuke it from far, far away yeah. and blow everyone well, up. I think that's what you should do. So then they're, they're carrying one of them out who's kind of a little bit passed out. Newt is helping. Newt is helping? And I was like, oh, bless you. And I think one of the aliens like climbs into wherever they, they're at, but they don't see it. The aircraft that they were going to escape with explode so they're kind of stuck there for a bit and then newt's like so we're not leaving then and she goes fully like posh english at this point which are we we not leaving what what we're not leaving (laughs) no and then uh bill paxton's like freaking out and he's like game over man game over paxton i mean i'm not saying that his acting is good bill paxton is great he's here his character is not helping. You're He's very not anxious. helping. There was always these characters in like action films where yeah. someone who just doesn't like just, just not helping concentrate on what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So Newt says like they tend to come at night, and then I was like, why is she posh English? I don't know. They decide if they want to get rescued, it's going to take seventeen days. We're not going to last that time. Uh, Hudson, who is Bill Paxton, is just freaking out. He's like, we're not going to um, last that long. We're gonna die. It's going to be awful. And then uh, Ripley's like, well, Newt's been here for ages and she's lasted quite a long time. And they're like, well, why don't you just put her in charge then? And I was well, like, at yeah. this point, I probably would. They'd put Newt in charge. They probably would have just hidden in a little bunker until the rescue Until it all came. blew over, yeah. It would have been fine. So then she's like, right, Hudson, you need to get a grip and you need to calm oh, down and you need to look Hudson, at the layout. Get a grip. Get, please get a grip. And, and she was like, I need to know all the access ducks. I need to know everything. Just chill out. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. 
When they look at the layout of the place, they find that the service tunnels are where they're getting access to them from. And then they're like, we could basically weld these doors shut and make the med yeah, lab safe. Seal it off. And seal it off. So they get on to that. And uh, some weird flirting goes on between Ripley and Hixie where he gives her a locator watch. <laughs> it's not an engagement ring. It's not an engagement ring, but it may as well be. Ripley puts Newt to bed and she's like, I have scary dreams. I don't I don't want to. And she's like, it's fine. And she's like, well, does, does Casey have dreams? And she's like, no, she's a doll. She's just a piece of plastic. She's a, pl- oh, she's a plastic head. She's just a piece of plastic. She's just a piece of plastic. <laughs> and then we started talking about the boy for some reason. Greta. Oh. Greta. And then it escalated to the boy, the boy versus Brahms alien. The boy versus alien. That would be... Little Brahms alien. I would love the final chapter in the alien sort of film verse to Brahms. be a little alien baby adopts Brahms. And, and then it starts wearing suits. Adopts his behaviour and starts having rules and, and all things the other like aliens are like, huh? Alien Queen would be like, now, now son, we please doing? can we take away this, to- this dolly that you've adopted? Oh, it's man. Little English accented alien. No, it's mine. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd and then love to he see makes that. Brahms have a little second Look mouth second like an alien. In a tail. <laughs> and then he has a wig on. <laughs> I love it. A little suit and a wig. What if the alien's second mouth was like a little Brahms? Ooh, that'd be horrible. Ooh, wow. <laughs> oh god, horrible but hilarious. I think they should. I think James Cameron <laughs> should direct it just to see, just how to see what out. would happen. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she's like, um. Adults told me that there was no monsters and they blatantly lied to me because they clearly are. And well, she's like, well, yeah. mostly it's true. Unless you go to space, obviously. Um, In space, though, the monsters are clearly marked out. That's true. By being um, aliens. Whereas you could argue Burke was a bit of a monster because he that's true. didn't care. That is very true. Yeah. She gives Newt the tracker and she's like, I will know where you are at all times. Which will save her later. And then she's like, don't leave me. And she's like, it's fine. I can see you. Got a little camera. You've got to sleep. I won't let anything happen to you. And then she goes back to the med lab to have a discussion. And then she's like, there's loads of these eggs. But what is laying these eggs? We don't actually know what's going on. And then Burke's sort of saying that they could use this alien as a bioweapon and it's a really good idea. That's such a great idea. Who are we going to use it on? I don't know. And he's like, yeah, you know, we take one of them back, set up for life. And she's like, absolutely not. No. It's not happening. Set up for life, but then everyone's and dead. He's, yeah, and he's basically set on who wants to sneak him in and, and he's like, she's really annoyed and she's like, you basically sent them here with no idea and you wanted to do this for financial mm. gain and she basically pins him up against the wall and she's like, I'm really annoyed and expected more from you. Then they realise that this, this sort of core, nuclear core thing is unstable in, in the thing and they've basically got four hours till it goes bang. So that's another problem. And Bill Paxton's freaking out about that because oh. he is anxiety boy. Right Bill Paxton here. could freak out about... He'd freak out like, like if his dinner was cold. On the breeze. Yeah, no, and like, he'd be like, "No, oh, man, no, oh, no, man." Yeah. So they decide there's another ship 
but they need to go out yeah. and kind of fix it. And they're all like, I'm not going out there with all them. That's not happening. And then Bishop's like, well, I guess I'll do it. I'll do it. And and I was like, oh, you, you're quite a good egg. So he goes and he's like, yeah, it'll take me a few hours. Don't let the aliens in. See you later. So off he pops. And then uh, it's uh, some more weird flirting with Hicks and Ripley where he's teaching her how to use a flamethrower and gun. Oh, it's so romantic. It's so romantic. Oh. And they're getting ready to fight some aliens. So Ripley goes to check on Newt, but she's not there. And she kind of panics, but then looks under the bed. And she's basically she's hiding under the bed. She's just hiding under the bed. I was like, oh, that's really sad. So she goes to lie next to her. And then it cuts to Bishop fixing the communications and fixing the ship. And getting the new ship set to leave. Then Ripley wakes up and sees one of the science tubes is on the floor. On the floor. And then she's like, uh-oh, be quite new. And basically, one of the facehuggers has escaped. Escaped. Oh, the little creatures. And one one attacks them. She manages to fend it off, but then they realise that they actually can't get out of this room. Yeah. It's sealed. Burke's locked him in and basically ignores the... Switch the camera, camera off. off. Yeah, so... When a child. So nobody knows it's that in they're there. in there. That's a bit low. I think the glass won't break. She tries to break the glass, but she can't. She sets the fire alarm off, though, to raise help, because mm. they're like, there's a fire in the med lab, we better get there quick. It's a good job that Which she is really clever. a smoker, because yeah. she had a lighter on her. I know. Because you wouldn't usually have a lighter... Well, you might, but you yeah. wouldn't usually That's have a clever. lighter on you, yeah. I bet you could have... You can just set them off, though, if you depress them, they just set oh, off. Oh, I didn't know that. Because you're not meant to touch them. Because if you I touch them... I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, now I know. So I can set them off whenever. Don't do it. It's like <laughs> half an hour's water <laughs> comes out. Yeah. So, yeah, one of them's, one of these facehuggers is attacking Ripley. Then they realise that there's another one, and that goes to attack Newt. So they're both like, ah! <laughs> Luckily... The um, the rest of the team come in and manage to extract them and kill them. And then she's like, Burke did it. <laughs> and then it cuts to everyone's mad at Burke and pointing a gun at his head. But he's innocent. And then she's and like... Just misunderstood. She's like, oh yeah, you wanted to sneak them through quarantine, basically in our bodies, because you wanted the facehuggers to impregnate us with an alien yeah. and then take it with them. And then... Just switch off the other one's life support. Sabotage the the hypersleep things. So what an awful character! I think he wanted it to be basically him and them left, and then he just sneak him in. Yeah, what a piece of work! Absolutely. He totally denies it as well. He's like, "Nah, I didn't." And then she's sort of saying, "I don't know which is worse, the aliens or you or humanity in general." It's not very good. Well, he says they're uh, paranoid. I'm like, well, that's You're gaslighting, pa- is it? Paranoid. Yeah, they're not paranoid. They're, they're right. speaking the truth yeah. of what happened. So they, um, they're trying to sort of secure the place around again and they, they're kind of looking at things moving on the tracker and they're like, what the hell is that? What is going on? Turns out there's a load of aliens so coming many. towards them. So many of them. So they start blasting... Burke runs away. I don't know whatever oh, happens to Burke. No, we don't I'm really assuming he dies in the explosion. He dies. And he locks them all in. He's an absolute shit. Do you think after like he's horrible. The, like after he gets away and then but realizes he's not going to escape. Do you think he's like, "Well, I I was a little bit bit silly, wasn't maybe I? Maybe I should review my life maybe, choices. Maybe I should have listened to Ripley and, and not just gone after the money that I could make from trapping an alien There's species and using it as a bioweapon. Don't be greedy, yeah. Or if he wanted to do that, he should have at least had a more professional team. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So 
they kind of been set upon by all these aliens, but then Newt leads them to a little vent where they all go in because that's where she was going Newt to escape. Does well in a little she? hiding places. Yeah, the ship's on its way, and it'll be sixteen minutes because um, Bishop's fixed it. Yeah, but the aliens chasing them through this vent. It's a good job those vents are tall enough because air air conditioning traditionally like air conditioning They're vents are quite quite tight. Yeah, in my understanding from movies only not in the future never actually been in one not in the future not in the future you could you could run doubled over in the future in an air vent yeah (laughs) so vasquez is kind of at the back and she's shooting and she shoots one of them because it like fully gets in her face but then she gets acid blood all over and she's kind of done for a little bit another guy goes to drag her out to safety but then I think they both kind of realise they can't get There's out. aliens at either end. They're basically just encl- enclosing them, so they basically explode that vent yeah. to save the rest of them. Uh, Newt sort of falls and gets sucked into another vent, and she's like, ah, help! And they they have to kind of go and extract her. They, they kind of... she She's in she sort falls. of some water. Yeah. she She's very lucky to have... Landed in Not a sort of herself, little really. slope, like a gentle slide onto yeah, like a, a nice pool of water. They, they kind of see, they can see her under the floor. So they're like, we're gonna have to cut you out of wherever you are. So don't move, stay still. And then you get this, the, like this tracker again beeping. So she's kind of like, Hicks, I think you should hurry up. Let's be quick about this. So Newt's kind of in this water waiting to get saved and then an alien comes up behind her and she screams place down which is horrible and then basically they they managed to get this floor open but all that's left is a little doll head little sinking doll what the cursed image of a little sinking dolly head into like murky water and then and then ripley's like no (laughs) oh it's horrible so hicks and ripley managed to get themselves to a lift to sort of get out of this place where all these aliens are but then one of the aliens like sort of tries to get in the lift with them and that's like me when there's gossip of a people talking I'm like hello what are you talking about shoots it but I think he gets acid in his eye Mm. so they they do manage to get out and I think it's like in his armour and stuff and they, they manage to get that off so it doesn't eat through him completely they manage to get out to to the sort of plane like this the sort of it's not like a sort of safe area basically and then they they calculate that there's 26 minutes till plenty of time the place is going to blow up plenty so she she's basically like i'm not leaving i'm gonna go find you because she's got that tracker on yeah. and she knows where she is so then she gets all the weapons that she can possibly get well not <laughs> only does she arm herself up she straps them all together into one super gun she makes like a gun flame throw a combo thing. I feel like surely if you do that you would miss with whatever gun whichever way you aimed it you would miss in reality if you strapped a load of guns together. Yeah probably. But in the they, film it works really well. Because I feel like cause like different guns would have different sort of And the, the triggers and would be in be different, different positions. Yeah. And it'd all be off. They, it, every, like, the ratios would be off. When you shot <laughs> in it like the yeah. reverb or whatever it's called the like the kick, the kickback thing. thing would yeah. like Ugh. push them all anyway. 
in the film it works we'll enjoy it in the film it's fine it's fine it works so she's got all the weapons and they fly to this like basically into this reactor it's like where they went to go investigate before when all the aliens came Mm. out of the ceiling and attacked them so they kind of go back there and she's got this flamethrower and she kind of walks through like flaming things because obviously they were hiding in the walls and stuff and she finds newt all cocooned up and then there's an egg but Newt mm. screams and warns her and there's a face hugger and she manages to kill it. Yeah. And she kills an alien as well and manages to whip her out of this thing. The reactor's sort of starting to explode and she kind of, she's like, she's got Newt sort of, she's carrying her through this, this thing and, and there's lo- she realises that there's loads of eggs everywhere. So many eggs and everywhere. And then she's like, oh my God, there's loads of eggs. What's it going on? It reminds me of, you know, when you walk it's into horrible. your kitchen... And to get like a, a cup of tea or a drink of water or whatever in the middle of the night. And then you realise you haven't done the dishes and there's like dirty dishes everywhere. Kind of, kind I of. guess. When everything's fine and then suddenly you're like... <gasps> I feel like this is probably slightly there's more like cups threatening everywhere. than cups. Well, yeah, but it's like but it's yeah. that level of... Stress. Stress. The level of stress <laughs> is the same when you realise all your cups are on the, on the side. You're on the you Bill Paxton metre of stress. Yeah. <laughs> Cups everywhere. Game over, man. And everywhere turn, there's like a cup that needs washing up. Oh, God. So she's like, who is laying all these eggs? And then they realise they kind of follow where these eggs are coming out of this, like, sack thing. Turns out there's a massive queen alien. Uh, so then she's like, I'm going to kill these eggs with fire. She Her, her like, back end or whatever it was, the egg-laying end... Reminded like me of the, the Wright Brothers plane. It reminded me of like a Hoover nozzle. Yeah. Weird. It was a combination <laughs> of both, um, really. Yeah, so she, she starts like firing everything and Queenie doesn't like it. She doesn't like it because mm. she's killing her babies. So she's kind of escaping, blasting all these eggs and blasting the Queen. The Queen's not having Queen's- it. She Curious. kind of detaches from her egg sack, so she's kind of just walking yeah. about at this point. That sculpted head, though, I feel like if you flame-throwed her head, it, the flames would just, like, glide off the top of her It wasn't... Yeah, because it looked, like, head. solid. It looked like yeah, a sort of like armour almost. Yeah, like a deflector. So they, they kind of run away, because they're like, let's get out of here. The um, the whole sort of core thing's going to destruct in four minutes, so they really need to get out of here. They... Start running. The queen follows, but they don't realise. And then they get to the place where the plane was, but the plane's not there. Plane's and not she's there. like, "Damn you, Bishop!" Oh, we thought um, he'd betrayed her. Her gun, her guns, kind of run out. Guns are empty. Uh, and then I just put the queen can use a lift. The queen uses she uses the lift. She uses a lift. <laughs> she's a classy gets alien. Gets in. She's like, right, what? Hang her level I think two. She's too big. Click. She's too big for the vents. She rides so the she's lift. like, takes the lift up. She's the queen. She's classy. Takes yeah. the lift. Doesn't take the stairs. She takes the lift. Exactly. But then a plane appears. Hooray! Oh, so pleased. And, uh, and Bishop kind of drives into the queen to stop her eating Newt and Ripley. So then they get in the plane and they drive away, and everything goes bang. They're off LV-26 now. They made it. Hooray! And they yeah. go back to the <laughs> the sort of military base thing that they were at before. And Hicks has got a total massive head bandage on. And I was like, oh, Hicks, oh, no. I'm glad he's all right. I know, right? And he was like, oh, sorry, I had to circle the platform. It was uh, it was really unsteady. Bishop's lovely, isn't he? Yeah, he's a really good egg. And then they're like, oh, thank you. 
And she's like, oh, thanks, Bishop. That's really great of you. And they're just about to have this, like, really heartwarming conversation and a massive spear comes out of his chest. Bishop. It's really good. Like, that's one of the kills in the game. Like, sometimes, like, you look down and a massive spear comes out. Oh, my goodness. I don't think I'm prepared for this game. Oh, it's terrifying. I'm terrified of (laughs) the kitchen. How would I ever cope with a game? Basically, he gets ripped in half. Oh, he does. Um, Poor, poor man. By the queen. And then, so, Newt sort of goes to hide and Ripley tries to get her attention. She chases her into this kind of hangar area where she shuts herself off, but it's very unequal fight because this queen's, like, massive, massive and she's a tiny little person. When you say queen, I can't help but think... Queenie. Queen Elizabeth I. <laughs> Queenie. Because she had that sort of head thing. The ruffly yeah, thing. And yeah, and she's sort of... I feel like they would have similar characters. Maybe. Yeah, like, <laughs> sort of quite... Um, Pernickety. What's the word? Yeah, but sort of like easily offended. I feel like the the alien queen is offended. She's very affronted about at Ripley the, uh, being that. Yeah, that Ripley's kind of killed her babies. So she's trying to grab Newt from the floor because she sees that she's hiding under the floor and she's trying to grab her. It's like um, and she kind of picks her up. Come all. Yeah, but reverse. But then Ripley comes out. In the loader thing oh. that she used before, and they're kind of of equal size now, and then you get the line of, get away from her, you bitch. Yes. And she punches the queen in the face punches with a robot queen, hand. Yeah. The queen's like, well, this is new. Oh. This is new. This is not The queen nice. thought she was the new sort of character, and now yeah. a, a robot, Ripley. Yeah, that's it. It reminded me very much of Pacific Rim, which I kind of love. Um, and they kind of have this fight where they're kind of scrapping with each other. She manages to open this hatch, so she's going to, like, fire mm. it out into space like she did with the other one because that's her kind of go-to move. So she she opens this hatch to push the queen in. She falls in but grabs the loader oh, thing as well. Pulls it that up. But then gets trapped under the loader, so Ripley manages to climb out of the loader and then presses the button to kind of open the hatch. It's quite tense. And it's all very, like, massive sort of suction out. Yeah. So Bishop, Bishop's in two halves, but manages to kind of save, save Newt. Newt. He does well. He manages to save her so she doesn't fly off. And the Queen kind of grabs Ripley and grabs her shoe. Oh. And then takes the shoe. Takes the shoe. Oh, not the shoes. And then uh, she, she floats out into space. So she hadn't been wearing those boots yeah she might not have survived it just goes to show the right footwear nikes will save your life one day <laughs> i think they were reebok i thought they were nikes we'll find out were they reebok no maybe they were no i think the back to the future ones were nikes yeah with the self-closing laces yeah, i think they were right yeah i believe you you're the trainer person not i do me. like trainers i must say um so she manages to close the hatch newt's saved and she's like mummy but she's not her mummy. I didn't like that whole sort of mother against mother thing because she's not really a mum, but that's fine. Well. And then uh, Bishop's like, not bad for a human, and then dies. And I was like, oh, Bishop, he was so good. final line that's like a joke. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, it cuts to them preparing for hypersleep again, so it's kind of like book bookending the, the film. Poor Hicks has got his little bandage on in hypersleep. And then... Uh, she puts Newt into her hypersleep thing and she's like, can I dream? And she's like, yes, you can. We both can. can. And then it just cuts to them both asleep. Do they not, not dream in hypersleep, though? Because I was under the impression that people didn't dream in hypersleep. I'm assuming if you 
asleep you dream probably at some point who knows i don't know but that's that's it bean it just cuts them sleeping peacefully mm. queen is gone everything's fine it's good yeah i liked it i would give it a five out of five i would but it is quite long that's but the only thing you need to be prepared to be really frustrated <laughs> yeah with people <laughs> i'd say gore it's not really gory i give it a two for like the effects because they were really good effects it's a bit disgusting done by done by stan winston i feel like he's known for his creature effects effects like that's his good speciality i thought the design of the queen apart from the wright brothers plane similarity was good good. yeah Yeah. sort of it's almost like a sort of spidery beetly thing yeah i do like the the alien design's really good yeah the alien Designs it's one of the more the iconic film. sort of creature yeah. designs, I think. I love it. I'd say probably humour of one. There's a, there's the occasional funny. And a little bit of humour. Yeah. Yeah. But like, not not a lot, but I think it's it's definitely a good, it's a good strong sequel good, to the original. sequel, yeah. But we're saying I kind of try and take sequels separate from an original because like mm. without the original you can't have the sequels well yeah because if you if yeah. the second film so if aliens was the first film mm-hmm. it wouldn't make any sense yeah so you need to have seen the first film ideally to enjoy it at its fullest but you might enjoy this one more than the first one depending yeah. on what your yeah. enjoyment kind of threshold i did like the is. bit where they all came out of the walls that was really cool mm. that's really well done yeah i recommend yeah. i think it's good Good little sci-fi horror-y. I'd still say it was horror. It's at least like horror a sort of violent horror, whereas the first one is yeah horror horror, horror like horror. as in yeah fear horror. I whereas this is more this good. I think they go more into the sort of sci-fi territory yeah. the, the more they go along. Yeah, but definitely good. I liked it. Yeah. So next week. Next week. We're taking a turn. We're going back to colonial England. Um. I say England, colonial America next week we're gonna do robert eggers the witch and we've got a special guest yes yes we have jen ferrati with us as she is known on the social medias she's great she yeah she used to be on the horror virgin and now she's got her own podcast called psychoanalysis really interesting yeah it was really really enjoyable i had had a really good time doing that one because we have actually pre-recorded that one so yeah it's a good episode certainly is so for next week watch the witch and in the meantime we are on facebook at wonderful and strange we are on twitter at wns horror pod and we're also on the emails at wonderful and strange at hotmail.com and we're also on buy me a coffee if you would like to keep us caffeinated request a film or have access to our Twin Peaks content, go on to buy me a coffee and we're under WNS Horrorpod. That's yeah. us for this week. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. 
And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Do you wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's corn farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today.